Welcome back to another episode of Agile Way podcast, where we explore challenges organizations face on their Agile journey. How to become great Scrum Master, how to change your leadership style, or how to embrace agility at the organization level. I'm Suzy Shokova, Agile coach, certified Scrum trainer, and author of the great Scrum Master book and Agile Leader book, and I'm your host for this podcast. I'm passionate about business agility, organizational culture, and Agile leadership, and that was the reason why I decided to start this podcast, to share with you my experiences and stories from my Agile journey. Let me welcome here Jason, a dear friend from the business agility uh, space. And Jason, I have a first question for you. What are you currently passionate about in agile space? Ooh, jumping right into the deep stuff. Uh, right now, I could say, well, I'll say right now with quotes, because it's really been for the past several years. Uh, but it feels like right now, I am uh, deeply passionate about uh, learning and doing product stuff. So digital product management, product coaching, uh, product-led growth strategies. Um, that I think that is, that's kind of where my, where my niche or where my passion is. And um, I, I've been, you know, I've been under the tutelage of some really great uh, product advisors and product coaches uh, myself uh over the past several years and and i am you know i am I'm, I'm really excited about that space so how to sort of solve business problems how to operationalize strategy is the super exciting stuff for me tell me more about the strategy yeah yeah so you know i um you know the interesting thing is when I started my agile journey many years ago. I actually started as a product owner first. I was a product owner for a really large government organization and and responsible for it was a social business software platform for a, a large segment of of government users. And um, you know, so I, I I was I started from the product side that that journey and then I I enjoyed I enjoyed the way that we were working because we went through, I mean, we had an agile coach at the time. I remember that. And we went through a, an agile transformation or a different way of working. And I love that so much that I dumped headfirst in, into, into, into the agile space. And I was doing that for a number of years and uh, became a team coach, et cetera, et cetera. And then, but I'm, I realized, um, the when I would work with different clients, the focus was never on strategy because that kind of wasn't really Agile's thing, right? Agile was about uh, way of working, uh, an inherent uh, inherent set of values and principles, more like cultural stuff, I, I'd say, system processes, et cetera. But it largely left the strategy bit to whatever business people uh, or run, are running that in that particular organization. And so it, it, you know, I, I, that's, 
that I, I became more and more curious about that side. Um, so, you know, I, when I think about well, what, what, what is strategy strategy is how you're going to win, where you're going to play, um, how you're going to be competitive, all that stuff in a particular market, uh, market space, that stuff's cool. But then that middle part of, well, how do you, you know, there's that. And then there's like all the way down to re weeds where we have an empowered product owner user stories, but like, there's a, a big middle part about, well, how do you actually operationalize strategy depending on your, your business area? And that's the part that I found really, really exciting. Tell us more about it. I want to know how to do it. <laughs> so, uh, well, it largely depends on what the business model is, right? Is this a, Give us one example of a company you've been working with. So we have like particular case. Okay. Um, I will obscure the name of the companies to uh, uh, protect the innocent or the guilty, however you want to you say it. And I'll just use broad categorization. So uh, if I think about, I worked with uh, one company and this I actually partnered with a product advisor on this. So this is cool. And they were a, they're a FinTech company and, and they're, Kind of main job, their main function or value was uh, offering uh, their customers credit scores, you know, like letting them see what their credit scores were and ideally trying to boost that. Um, but, you know, we, we knew the, you know, the leader had sucked, had, had um, sought out kind of product advising and, and coaching. And, and so it was, was kind of missing there was like, well, we know we want to, we want to help a ton of users and we want to do a bunch of cool things. We, you know, inherently these are our, you know, we, we want to help users uh, improve or boost their credit score, but the like operationalizing that model, how you operationalize that, how you empower the uh, different product teams and product leaders uh, and the rest of your organization was, was, was sort of missing. So we went through uh, a, a transformation at looking at, okay, well, what's the, and we use kind of like a North, the North star framework or a variation of that. I, I think at that particular product coach, we called it something different. It was like an outcome pyramid, but effectively looked at what are the, what are the two biggest outcomes that we would see both for the customer and for the, for the business. Right. And so, you know, they determined for the customer, it was uh, financial health you know, to be financially healthy was, was an enduring outcome that they would look at. And then obviously for the, on the business side, there is, you know, they, they had a uh, credit offering um, uh, product. So that was important too, but they married the two and, you know, and they, they, when they, so starting at that level and anchoring everybody to that level, you could then go down and go, okay, well, what does financially healthy mean? And there's, there's ways in which you sort of find that you find that out and you dissect that, you know, and they determined it was, um, you know, a debt to income ratio of, you know, whatever it was like 30, 30 some percent, uh, debt to, to income ratio, um, the ability to, uh, have fund, fund an emergency, um, uh, saving for a big purchase in the future. So all these things, this is what was fascinating to me. Cause you think about what does it mean to be financially healthy? According to most customers, it meant these things. So now once you understood that, now once everybody understood, okay, well, this is what it means. And if we, if we can drive this, right, if we can make a broad segment of our customers 
financially healthier, uh, there'll be happier customers, happier customers or longer paying customers, et cetera. So, you know, it, it was definitely a, a case of purpose over profit, knowing that and, and being able to sort of actionalize that is I think fundamental when we talk about like, so product coaching, I think helps organizations define that part. And then, so when you get into like, you know, it doesn't really touch the mechanics of like, okay, well, how do you do that? And I think that's kind of where agile comes into play. Um, okay. Well, how do you make this practical? But it makes a lot of the things that we talk about way easier once that's done. And so like one of my biggest ahas was working with many organizations where that was missing. And then doing all the mechanics of the stuff of like, well, we can, what, what is it? Even if you want to, you build something that's like, oh, yeah, this is something that the customer wants and sure, this is great, but why, why is it? Like we, we can't answer without that in place, you can't answer the why. And so if something like this in place, I'm not saying everybody has to use a outcome pyramid or a North Star framework, but there's many different ways and things to operational or models to operationalize that, that strategy. Um, and once that's in place, then things become a lot clearer. It becomes way easier to focus, right? Because you can say, hey, now that we know what this means, if you look at our customers, you know, in this one area of financially uh, financially uh, healthy customers, on aggregate, we're doing fine with for whatever customer segment that we're focused on, right? Look, we're, we're fine with 90% of our customers say they can, they have an emergency stash of cash, Okay, so we then we don't need to do things further in that area. We can focus somewhere else, right? That kind of helps the team focus, right? Now, what you do according to that, of course, that's what you, that were that's what empowered uh, product teams are there for. So you're you're not there to define what they should do to boost that, but you are there to sort of provide and help them discover what those um, what those focus areas are. So that's an example. Cool. So now when you have the company which is struggling with this operationalizing the strategy, what's the most difficult for them? Um, you know, I, I think and this this is nothing new, but getting out of getting out of big bet land or or calling your shots. What I what I find is I I've given up and I realize it's almost impossible to uh prevent or avoid or stymie, whatever word you want to use, companies from pursuing a lot of big bets, right? Because senior leaders are always going to have bigger, great ideas. And, you know, that's never going to completely go away. But where, where I think, you know, someone like me, right, can add value is helping shore those bets up and helping, helping even those leaders be able to articulate or have their organization articulate what success looks like, right? So, right, Going using my the uh, fintech company example, right? Previously, if we would say something like, "Hey, you know what would be good?" You know, say I'm, I'm random, random C-suite officer. <clears throat> what I think we need to do is we really need to focus on um, providing a a uh, a credit goal opportunity, so you know users can just self-select and, and see what their goals are. Well, well, now you can say, okay, well, what's Let's tease that out. Like, what's the hypothesis there? If 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 they do that, then we think more customers will be able to, you know, have a better debt to income ratio since that's the thing that we care about. 
And so now you can sort of articulate that and then you could you can actually like the organization can feel empowered to run an experiment like oh, okay well we, we you know we we got the request to build a a credit goal um capability uh we did that for this this number of customer segments and it you know and, and, and whatever the result was like it it did not boost said customer's credit score like or uh they used it they liked it but the you know their their debt to income ratios remain flat so it, it's it's a way of like allowing the organization to course correct and and sort of pivot um, it, so it won't completely eliminate those, right? Leaders are still going to have those things, but I, I think you, you can, you can get a good mix of, well, we've got some of those, but then we also have bottom up ideas that can come up and leaders will feel better about that being able to happen when they can understand. And when they can, when they can, when they have a good feeling that, uh, the product folks, the senior product folks and middle, middle product folks, they understand what's important because they can articulate and we can all map back to that, you know, that model per se. So if you should define an ideal product owner, how would that look like in your mind? You know, so this is, this is, this is interesting. So I found myself being torn a lot between traditional definitions of, you know, product ownership from the agile side and then from the product side, and what what I realized is, you know, like like in in the in the product in different product communities, you know, software product communities, you know, B two C, B two B products, um, the there's there's a lot of excitement about being a product manager, uh, you know, senior or junior. You, you hear a lot of that, right? People are genuinely excited to do that. But no one in the product space, and I don't know if the Agile community knows this, nobody talks about being a product owner. That's not something that anyone aspires to do. And, you know, it, it doesn't mean, and so I was like, okay, what does that mean that they don't exist or they're not there? But when I, you start to spend more time with different types of product, product people, we'll just say product people in different roles, you realize that like, you know, product management is a career and product ownership is kind of like a role. And, and so I've seen it be, I've seen it done as junior product managers or even like mid-level product managers have what you would say like product ownership responsibility, right? They, they have prioritization, um, sway and control. They kind of inform the team and this varies, right? Be between a lot to a little of what they should be uh, what they should be prioritizing. They can help write product intent, AKA, you know, user stories. Well, that depends right on, on the level. Um, so I've seen that and I've seen, I've seen product managers like, I want no part of that. And then a lot of that is left up to the team. Um, and even that doesn't mean that it's, it's a bad dynamic, right? It really largely depends on, well, how, how well does that product manager help the team discover what the right thing is to build, right? Because what I find is, and, and this is, this is, um, this is an, a question you didn't ask me, but like, what am I excited? Like, where's my niche? Like, what am I super passionate about? It's helping product managers in that state. Like, even though a lot of product managers will know 
many of the things that 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 I've picked up and that I know about, yeah, North Star and like customer discovery. I, I know all these things, but I'll, a lot of times, what I find is they're they're not super great at bringing the teams along, their their team along. Like they they can know a thing. I can know, yeah, yeah, yeah this is like this is attached to this level of the of the outcome pyramid and. Uh, I can define a story map, but they don't know like how to collaboratively work with teams so that they can actually get it and thus free the product manager up from doing probably more things that they want to do, right? Thinking more strategically, uh, um, interacting with different stakeholders in, in their business, uh, looking at, uh, you know, doing market research, et cetera, et cetera, interacting with customers, all that stuff. So um that's where I think, uh, you know, I, I'm putting something together to uh, actually help uh, aspiring or curious agile coaches that might want to delve further into the product side to, to give them another capability uh, in their arsenal to be able to, to help product folks in a different way that they haven't before. So you started as a product owner many years ago. What was your biggest learning on your agile journey over the years? Um, I've had many, right? Like I, the one, I think for a long period of time, I was just deeply in love with the the core ethos of the agile community, the values, the principles. I'm not saying I'm not any, I'm not now, but like that was the like, man, if I could just help, like many agile coaches, right? If I could just help, teams and companies work this way, it'd be great. But, you know, maybe probably about five or six years ago, one of the, like my, my biggest, I'd say learning, and it was like a gradual realization is that Agile, I find has a great heart, but it doesn't have a brain, right? So Agile has a heart, it's the heart, but it's not the brain. Like it, it will not help you or tell you why, why is this important? what should you be going after and and so like that was kind of the biggest aha is that what if i as i became more and more curious about that and i talked about that a little earlier i found i had to need i needed to look elsewhere for some of those tools and capabilities to be able to to be able to really grasp that and, and speak articulately in different client spaces in different business spaces right being able to, like I that means I like I really have to understand the customer's business model and I to be able to like call out you know here's what's missing not necessarily from their their business structure but like how they operationalize that strategy how they get out of this sort of big bet syndrome um how do they like empower different parts of the organizations uh, more and maybe sometimes maybe there's like too much empowerment, like it's too autonomous, but there's, it's missing alignment, right? So how to, how to do that in a, in a graceful way. Um, so that, that was kind of like the, that was like one big, one big aha. And then, and I realized when you're spending, again, I said, mentioned, I spent some time with, um, I got to learn from some great product advisors. I had a true like Jahari window moment where I realized, oh, there's all this stuff that I didn't know that I didn't know, right? Like I thought, Oh yeah, I know product because I know product from the from the agile perspective, right? And I I I slowly realize that oh that's not 
that's not all of that's that's a very very small amount so that was another big learning right and and then and it allowed me to like be humble again about oh wow now that i know all this stuff that i don't know i will act accordingly and i can speak properly like hey i i don't really you know i i you know i i know a little bit about you know funnel metrics and how to operationalize that but you know i'm not a product marketer so let me help you with over here but like so i just i, I know about those spaces now and i think that was the that was probably the biggest aha very nice so my last question would be you know if you look into the future agile is here for a while what mm. where do you see the future of agile maybe 20 years from now or more yeah 20 years from, it's it's so weird because somebody told me this was this was pretty wild like there are you realize there are whole professions that exist now that whose core technology that the profession is based on that core technology didn't even exist when we were in college right so if i think about like like a data scientist well in order to be it data there must be big data right there must be like an internet of things concept in theory and none of that was well at least i'm dating myself here when i was in college that that there was no internet of things just yet um so when i think about like well where is agile going to be in 20 well right now we already we we already see the like the 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 horizon cresting or maybe skyrocketing in the ai space the artificial intelligence so i i i think it's going to be something dealing in that in that area right like well what does it mean to how do you how do you ethically build or manage uh, or enable AI, right? I, I think that that become that's going to become a core key aspect. Now, is that knowledge or those expertise? Are they going to come from our community? I don't know. Maybe, maybe they'll come from somewhere else. But I think that's huge. And I see, I see already right now on the 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 product community. Like you feel like groups like Mind the Product or Product School or all these other groups, they're becoming more formalized in a way like that the agile community has been for years um because prior to that it wasn't it was just like oh, a bunch of people know a couple of things about product and they you know they, they put some things out here or there but it's becoming way more formalized and, and I, I wonder if if that won't become if it isn't already the next big shiny like thing movement thank you very much for being here on this podcast yeah, thank you, Zuzi. You asked some like very powerful, uh, very powerful questions. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Agile Way podcast hosted by Zuzi Shakova, author of the Great Scrum Master book and Agile Leader book. If you love listening to this podcast, please leave us a review. If there is any topic you are particularly interested in and would like to hear another episode on it, let me know. For more information about me and my Agile classes, visit our website sochova.com, S-O-C-H-O-V-A.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you.